0: hello <laughs> okay uh what's that shit what what does that mean
1: <laughs> nothing
0: fuck you hello welcome back to they made another one where each week we discuss an often forgotten installment in a franchise i'm doing this intro out of spite to see if you should check this out for yourself i'm one of your hosts
2: Corey. fuck you mitch Leaves here in the words of charlie uh, should we say grace say a few nice words about god or whatever what about
0: you, Mitch? What do you got? Oh, I'm Other so happy to no thrilled you for the intro. In,
2: in, in the words of Gramps,
1: now you take that Ronald Reagan. Now he is really a pansy. He wouldn't last 10 minutes in the old days. It's true. Famously, he didn't last any in the
0: old days or the new ones. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking got his ass, dude. Uh, and in the words of the, I
2: don't remember her name. We don't believe in success. Oh, I had that one written down too, Corey. That, that one, one was going to be my one until some others came up. But that was the first one I wrote down where I was like, yeah. maybe that'll be the one.
0: So uh, we're talking about House 2. The sequel to House. Not to be confused with like the the the, the anti-hero Doctor. That's a different house. And
2: not to be confused with uh the Japanese movie. House Correct.
0: Yeah. yeah. Not to Still be waiting on a
2: sequel for that one.
0: That would be gas. Um, this is the sequel to a movie that I don't actually know anything about at all to the point where all I can say here is I'm sure there's a house in it. There is. Yeah. Is yeah. it this house? Is it the same house? No. Different house. Okay. Different house. Um, Very so, similar
2: poster.
1: Was it a, why was why it a house the same house? similar? Like it looks like a similar kind of like American type of house that was built like during the early like part of the last century you know was it a
0: bungalow in the first
1: movie and then maybe this is the second story because they changed
2: houses to one that has like stairs in it no the first house definitely had had stairs as well Uh, either way house the second story is a great title it's maybe the best title we've done on the show just in terms of like (laughs) pun quality i think so there's a reason that everyone makes electric boogaloo jokes but no one makes the second story jokes because it's just too good there's nothing to joke about it
0: yeah it's they got it in one and i feel like this is a movie that i've actually heard quite a bit about just from people that i know saying hell yeah dude that movie's awesome but never really elaborating on what that meant dang like (laughs) Like,
2: who
0: i don't hear about this
2: movie ever Friend of the show ben meckler I saw that he gave oh. it a five star on letterbox. Big house two guy. He is the only that. house two guy I know. I'll say that.
0: Well, we all know him, so that's one well. Yeah, Mitch, do you No, no you no, really? were there? No. Yeah. Well, we'll figure it out. We'll get there. You'll meet him. And we can rectify that. But <laughs> <laughs> Um Yeah. Uh I've I've definitely just mostly heard from like people on Twitter or like people I'm like friends with online being like yeah man house two's that that shit and i was like okay sweet that's why it came to my mind last week when i was put on the spot for about six and a half minutes trying to pick what the movie would be i just sort of threw that out in the end because on the spot.
1: yeah for about <laughs> six and a half minutes i was uh put on the spot We talked about it before the episode started. You said like it came with a great surprise, like it was an ambush, a bushwhack, as Gramps would say.
0: Yeah, no, there
1: was thirty to forty people coming at me from all sides, asking
0: (laughs) me what movie I wanted to watch, and uh, I needed about six and a half minutes. um, All right, I'll I'll let you have it this once to figure that out. And I just went with it because I remembered the title and I knew people liked it. That was it.
2: Simple as that. I don't know shit about House One, the first story dang yeah, dude. So I guess that, that explains why you picked it bold choice too to me i haven't heard anyone talk about this movie i just i just know the title as well even being um i've seen the first one i'd say i'm a mild fan of it and i see sometimes people talk about that one but um in the horror circles i run in Corey, with my crew no one no one does talk about house the second story so it seems like such a wild pick and uh i was down for it i love oh, that's so funny picks. yeah for no. me it was not a wild pick at all i felt fairly assured cool in it yeah what did you feel mitch what did you feel about it
1: uh again i know nothing of this franchise or or um like really anything i've never heard anybody speak about this movie um that's actually we've been talking for nine minutes yeah i mean like I mean, I watched it like a couple hours ago, hours ago too. I mean, jeez, but, uh, no, I, <laughs> I, it's not one that's ever come up. I think I've seen the poster for the first movie and I kind of was like, is this a remake of the Japanese film? And uh, like, I, I have no idea, but so it's never really been on my radar until now. Um, and that's that.
0: Yeah. The poster, uh,
2: Outrageously cool, very credible. Cool, in yeah, opinion. incredible. It's uh, I've seen the poster on like best poster list, and I know that kids of the eighties, um you know, it's not like they took a survey of kids of the eighties, but m- movie fans that I know who were kids in the eighties have said like they would see the post the 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 poster on the front of the box for House and just like stare at it and wonder what this movie was, and I think that's really cool, and so much so that it seems like. Um, in some pressings they basically just copied the poster for house 1 as house 2 you can't see it on the wikipedia page but if you go on the yeah. letterbox page the one they use there it's like basically the house identical. 2 poster is uh somebody putting a key in a lock
0: whereas the house 1 poster is somebody like ringing a doorbell but it's functionally the same yeah
2: they knew uh, what they had and if it
0: ain't broke don't fix it so sick i will say as well I want I genuinely wonder if Run The Jewels is aware of this movie because their album covers feature a hand, a dismembered hand that looks basically exactly like this. That never occurred to me but it's spot on. Yeah. Um I believe it's Run The Jewels 2 that has like the bandage wrapped hand but it looks a lot like this. I'm seeing like, them in lot. like 2 weeks like, and maybe
2: I'll ask them. I'll bring a sign. Them? Yeah, they're coming to Ottawa. Where? Bluesfest. They're coming to Bluesfest. Oh yeah, they've they've been booked actually for the last like two years. They were gonna do 2020 and they've fortunately stayed what day on the is bill. It? The Friday. Oh sick. Oh fuck. Okay. Nice. Good yeah.
0: to know. This has been your Run the Jewels update.
2: We can both ask them, Corey.
0: Yeah, I would love to do that. We can each have a sign because that's how they do things kind of in twos.
2: Oh, yeah, I'll have a sign with the house one poster on it, you have a <laughs> sign with the house two poster, and they both just say ring any bells
0: uh mitch has a sign that's just a question mark
2: yes no, i have plans
0: that day i can't make it oh you oh, you never want to hang out and do they made another one jokes in real life for that's no not payoff. true that's not true i guess the breakfast update was kind of exactly that yeah <laughs> where are those by the way oh uh <laughs> the fans are clamoring they've been keeping me up at I'm night they? with a boom box outside mm-hmm. of my house like john uh cusack and uh blaring the audio from previous
1: breakfast updates just in an absolute fervor. Huh. Well, no, I'm sorry, I haven't been making them. Um there's no real reason for it. I just haven't been feeling very inspired to to make them. My breakfast. Will there ever... be a return? People are asking. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Do I just you mean need it? To, I just need to like sit down and do it. Really, I only, they only ever take like two seconds, but inside just, the mind I've, of a genius. I've, I've stopped, you know.
2: I'm worried about you, Mitch. Breakfast yeah, is the most important meal of the day. You got to eat it.
1: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe it's... I do. Maybe I do one for this lap. I mean,
0: there's a lot of, uh,
1: a lot, of a lot of options here. That's true. Although the name house, I don't know if it really inspires a breakfast up- update. Like but you could other... like
0: you could Jumanji it. You could um like w- Buckler
1: it. You could Western it. You know, it's all there that's true i've i kind of think of this movie as a as a all-you-can-eat buffet like a international all-you-can-eat buffet with like the foods of the world
0: <laughs> yeah this is this is what's possible so um seeing as people don't necessarily know about house to the second story uh allow me to tell you about house to the second story if you don't know the deal so in the 1950s um a couple is murdered by a possessed, the like ghostly haunted corpse of a cowboy. A gunslinging ghoul. A gunslinging ghoul by the name of Slim Reeser, which I thought was Slim Razor. And I'm going to say that because I think it's cooler. Um, and that man is seeking a Indiana Jones in the kingdom of the crystal skull. Uh, that has two jewels embedded in its eyes that him and the great-great-grandfather of our main character stole from an Aztec temple. It has some kind of magical powers. Uh, and then when you cut to the 1980s, we have Jesse and his girlfriend, Kate, Jesse, named after his great-great-grandpa. They move into this big house to the second-story house, and they are joined by Charlie and lana who are you know just you know mixing it up coming drinking and driving (laughs) Uh, and so they come over and they're looking around this old big mystical house um to the second story and there is this subplot where kate is like a music executive they're looking for like the next big act and charlie's girlfriend lana's trying to get in on that Uh, with Bill Maher the music executive and this is being juxtaposed with uh, Jesse's fascination with this crystal skull and like where did it go and what's the deal and to find out more they grave rob his great-great-grandfather who comes back to life uh, was buried with a functional gun attempts to kill them and then they need to get the crystal skull back um because it's supposed to like rejuvenate the old man's body and give him like magical powers or something. Uh, but what happens instead is the skull. No, the house to the second story, um, has like portals to other dimensions or maybe just the past. And the skull helps activate that. So what ends up happening is, um, people from prehistoric times, Uh, and also like i don't know closer to the present than that because modern yeah because there weren't dinosaurs then uh jumanji themselves into the house and steal the skull and they have to go through various goofs and gaffes to get it back um culminating in a uh, western duel between slim razor and Jesse McLaughlin jr 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 over the fate of the 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 crystal skull and frankly maybe the world you know but really it's a movie about family if you think about it um because Jesse was immediately given up for adoption and then both of his parents got horribly murdered by a, a ghoulish cowboy um so it's sort of about like the family you make along the way I think Vin Diesel would like it also there's um a dog caterpillar that i thought was a much bigger deal in the movie than it actually is based on my understanding before watching it
2: so you knew there was going to be a dog caterpillar oh yeah i had seen it before i tell you man uh I I was house too aware. You, you were. My gosh, dude. Yeah, I had no idea. Um, and I'm with you. If I knew that there was a dog caterpillar in a movie, I'd be like, put that on the poster. Your movie's gonna be called Dog Caterpillar. It's gonna be the sidekick, the villain, and the hero at different <laughs> points in the film. This is why I don't make movies, I guess, but
1: Yeah, I mean honestly, I don't love the dog caterpillar. Hey, save it.
0: I'm not done yet. All right. How dare you disrespect it. the cat or puppy, according to the Wikipedia page. I said it. Uh, quick cast and crew rundown. Uh, this movie is directed by friend of the show, Ethan Wiley, who we know from Children of the Corn Five, Fields of Terror, starring Wild. Eva Mendes.
2: Nice, uh, yeah.
0: Wild, he came back. This movie is written by Ethan Wiley and also Fred Decker who yes. we know from RoboCop 3 and also The Monster Squad and Night of the Creeps. And The Predator, Corey.
2: Did he do The Predator? Yeah, he wrote it.
0: I forgot. Well, yeah. There you go. We, we, and we also guy's... did
2: that on the podcast as a reminder. <laughs> Just in case you <laughs> forgot. We have another
0: podcast movie coming up here shortly, actually, Um, in these credits. Uh, mm. First, though, we've got Martin Nicholson as the editor who did some episodes of Game of Thrones remember that remember when that was like the biggest thing on earth and then it disappeared completely from cultural consciousness forever
2: (laughs) haven't seen a single episode that is like house two to me
0: i guess i I guess i've heard of game
2: of thrones so it wouldn't be but
0: the cinematographer is mac allberg do you guys remember that name uh not ringing any bells i think he
2: sat behind me in grade seven math
0: he did and then he shot the brady bunch movie
2: oh okay. that's right He he's the most precocious one-year-old i knew that's right yeah,
0: dude was crazy uh also worked on a movie found a new credit this time the wonderful ice cream
2: suit i don't know what that means <laughs> yeah i don't know that seems like uh that seems like a netflix movie from when netflix still mailed out movies like netflix <laughs> produced that in 2007 that's so funny
0: and then uh we've also got some Credits we've gone over before. Beverly Hills Cop three from Beyond Reanimator. Evil Bong. Music is by Harry Manfredini. What I know a him. Name. What I a fucking name. I know him well.
2: Uh, yeah, Liam. Uh, one of your favorite movies. He did uh, Kickboxer three. <laughs> love Kickboxer three. I love that part in Kickboxer three where the music goes. Ch-ch-ch-ch. Yeah, and then it was cool that they reused it in Wishmaster. Great homage to Kickboxer It was
0: really cool. Um, And then all the Friday the 13th movies, which I'm sure is what you were getting
2: at. Uh, And at that point, when they were using the music, it was kind of stale. Old hat.
0: Yeah, shout out to my man, uh, Harry Manfredini. Sounds like a magician's name.
2: I like to call him the Harry Man.
1: (laughs) The Magnificent
2: Manfredini. I like to call him that. They both fit. Ari
0: Ari Gross is Jesse. He was in um he was on the Ellen TV show for a minute. Um he was in Minority Report. Uh he was in Atlas Shrugged
2: to the Strike. Yikes. Didn't what? know that really had a sequel. Uh, I
0: swear we've talked about it before, but I guess I blocked it out. But apparently I don't recognize that's not
2: what is the what is
0: Atlas Shrugged? It's Iron Rand. Oh, do we have to? I don't want to talk about Iron Rand right
2: now. Yeah, no, we, we don't to. we don't gotta. I just I know nothing about it. That's it's all. like a <laughs>
1: famous book it, it tries to justify why you can be selfish <laughs> <laughs> like
0: philosophically
2: it's like no it's morally correct to be a piece of shit actually yeah dang and then after they did that once they were like no we got more to say see yeah all yes all your republicans love ayn rand but you're yeah. putting it on the list
0: atlas shrugged to the strike it would be fascinating to watch i'm sure the movie's like way too long to justify
1: doing it on the show but it would be like way too long to justify reading
0: <laughs> it would be interesting to how long how long is it what do we got
2: it's an hour and 52 minutes i'm changing my pick for next week
0: oh dude i can't wait to hear about what it is and why it's not atlas shrugged to the strike
2: you're going to be disappointed then
0: (laughs) with the world's economy on the brink of collapse Dagny Taggart discovers a possible solution to the global energy crisis I guess Dagny Taggart pilots an airplane in pursuit of another plane Dagny asks herself who is John Galt before apparently crashing into a mountainside it's a bold way to start your movie um she fly, uh, Spoilers uh, for the end of Atlas Shrugged to The Strike um, because it flashes back nine months. Apparently she crashed a plane into a hidden mountain valley protected by
2: stealth technology and a man named John Galt is there. I don't know Ugh, who that is. You ruined it. All right, we're doing Atlas Shrugged Part 3 for the podcast. Oh, now. fuck. You're going to learn all about who is John Galt, alright? And in, in his... uh individualistic focus in
0: politics and philosophy what a fucking snooze uh jonathan stark plays charlie i was trying to remember where i recognized this guy from it was driving me fucking bananas Mm -hmm. uh he's in fright night yes he is yes he
2: is great part in fright night
0: yeah super cool uh he was a producer on the ellen show maybe that's why ari goss got the part ari gross um he also was a producer on the te- te- television show. Jesus. On the TV show. According to Jim. Got Never really watched it? that one. According, no. to,
1: according to James in the house. I <laughs> Don't laugh. No, I'm laughing because I went down a rabbit hole Googling the cast and crew of Atlas Shrugged 3. And it started... <laughs> Is there
0: a third one?
2: Yeah, and it's, I, is- I, I wasn't joking, Corey.
0: I, <laughs> and it, it's I, called,
2: didn't even, I didn't even know why there was a second one. It's called Atlas Shrugged Part 3, Who is John Galt? No y- fucking way. Oh, are you
0: serious? They already tell you who he is.
1: <laughs> it stars Laura Regan, who's the daughter of the 19th Premier of Nova Scotia. <laughs> Dang. No, I was seeing if there was a connection there because it seemed plausible, but no. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with the subject matter, it seemed pl- plausible, you know? what the fuck how long is this book <laughs> it's really long I, I I have a copy of it that just like showed up at my classroom like when i was in high school Like they just like give them away to kids um yeah and are I have all a copy of these of it. books the same plot or
0: all these movies this one's also about an economic crisis yeah that's kind of like
1: What it's all about. Is it
0: just using like economic crisis as justification for why individualism
1: is cool actually? Yeah, and why you can
0: like serve yourself rather than others. And why uh the bad guy here based on this plot description is the government nationalizing railroads. Oh, absolutely it's a huge libertarian text for sure. Uh, Yeah. Motherfuckers. Anyway, I don't know who John Galt is anymore. I didn't realize they made so many of these. Is there four? Fuck it. Not yet. (laughs) It's not done yet. Give it time. I'm sure they're working on it. They had to
2: recast every role in every movie? Yikes. The mark. The By the end ball. of every uh, shooting schedule, the people realized the kind of movie they were making and they were like, nope. So they had to just redo it the next time. Well, So what the fuck? Who was named Dagny? Uh, yeah, Ayn Rand was really bad, bad
1: at naming her. I guess, I guess her she's character. named Ayn Rand. So like... Yeah, I'm pretty sure she was born in, in Russia. But... She was. Yeah. Anyway, I don't want to
0: talk about Atlas Shrugged anymore. Oh. I would much rather talk about the Fountainhead. No, I'm just kidding. No, Fountainhead's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Gary
1: Cooper is fucking bullshit.
0: <laughs> um what we can talk about is Royal Dano, which is a pretty sick name. Uh he's playing Gramps. Uh he was in uh the outlaw Josie Wales. Killer Clowns from Outer Killer Speed. Clowns. Mm. Ghoulies 2. The Right Stuff. A movie called The Captive. The Longest Drive like 2.
2: Like 2? Like the number 2? Like it's Correct. a sequel? Yeah. Okay, let's go. Um. Uh, Bill Maher is in this movie.
0: He's known for being a fucking asshole. <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Was he in uh, Atlas Shrugged? fucking probably he's 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 probably probably, yeah he's gonna be in the fourth one i'm sure he wanted to be in it
0: (laughs) they didn't let him um john ratzenberger what a palate cleanser from fucking bill maher john ratzenberger he's playing bill the electrician uh he's you know toy story we've seen him on the show before wally superman 2 cheers cheers Apparently, he's in Star Wars Episode 5, Empire Strikes Back. Interesting. <laughs> Shout out to my man, John Uh Lar Park Lincoln plays Kate. Love her. She's in Friday the 13th Part 7. Yeah. I knew you would know. Uh, she is on an episode of Freddy's Nightmares. Oh, cool. And she was on Beverly Hills 90210. Nice. Uh, we've got Amy Yazbeck playing Lana. She was in The Mask, Problem Child 1 and 2, Robin Hood, Men in Tights, Pretty Woman, etc. Dwyer Brown plays Clarence. He was in uh, (laughs) To Live and Die in LA, Field of Dreams, Red Dragon, and also Dennis 2, Dennis Strikes Again.
2: (laughs) what is that dennis the menace
0: i didn't look it up
2: because i wanted to do it on the podcast wait is that (laughs) i think i know the movie you're talking about but from what i remember that movie wasn't called dennis too. it was called like dennis the menace strikes again are these different movies yeah this but
0: no it's the same movie this might be a famous example of imdb renaming movies for no fucking reason oh yes <laughs> okay i'm that. on I'm,
2: I'm on the wikipedia page here it says dennis the man of strikes again also known as dennis 2 dennis strikes i've, again. S- I've seen that movie oh dude don't worry Corey, Yo, it is on the list
0: is fucking crazy
2: in dennis 2 don-
0: yeah don rickles yeah. betty white george kennedy carrot top
2: yeah dude okay don't spoil it too much this i've i've planned to do this for a good while now and that's not okay joke. is that your pick it very well might be i got a lot a lot of good <laughs> stuff to choose from i don't know what to do
0: you said you knew what it was you said you. yeah i know and you then
2: you brought knew. up atlas shrugged what am i what supposed to do? do and then you brought up dennis the menace the
0: man, you're supposed to be true to your fucking ideals Like Atlas Struck would (laughs)
2: watch. I ain't letting the guy who who, uh, took six minutes to pick a movie at the end of last episode to convince me what to do. I have
0: no ideals. Leave me be. It's different for me.
2: (laughs) I'm a very morally upstanding guy.
0: Yeah, obviously. Gregory Walcott plays the sheriff. He's in Plan 9 from Outer Space.
2: Million Old
1: Westerns, too. And
0: also Ed Wood. And uh, my favorite title that I pulled, Every Which Way But Loose. And mm. the slogan on that poster says, Clint Eastwood's character will, will let you go every which way but
2: loose. Oh, gosh. If I didn't know out. who Clint Eastwood was, I would think that's a different type of movie.
0: <laughs> uh, Jane Modine plays Rochelle. Uh she's in a movie called Hard Time on Planet Earth, which I thought was a fun name. And also a movie called Street Hawk that just has like a futuristic looking motorcycle on the cover. Nice. Uh, we've got Lenora May as Judith. We've got the man Kane Hodder as Gorilla. Um <laughs> maybe his Cl- best role, to be honest. Maybe his best role. Uh Dean Cleverden plays Slim Reeser's Body. Frank Welker plays Slim Reaser's soul
2: and is also the voice of <laughs> Frank Welker also plays my soul for what it's worth.
0: <laughs> Frank Welker is the voice of Slim Reaser, baby pterodactyl, and the catter puppy. And then Devin DeVasquez is the person being sacrificed in the temple.
2: Good work, Devin. Thank you, Devin. And also thank you, Devin Kadroski, just for listening. <laughs> Is that your dad's name, Mitch?
0: No, it's his sister.
2: Oh, that's right. I'm so sorry. Sorry, Devin. <laughs> yes. Thank you. That is staying in. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Devin and All Paige. Right. I, took, I took some notes.
0: <laughs> so, we're not here to talk about Mitch's siblings or John Galt or fucking Ayn Rand or Dennis to two minutes. this, um, I want to talk about the second story
2: of this house, gentlemen. I think I'd rather talk about Atlas Shrugged 2, Mitch. You as well. We we can can get the majority here. Oh, I'd be delighted to talk about that. John
1: Galt's not interested in majorities.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He's only interested in himself.
0: Um, I tried. I tried. Who wants to go first? What did you guys think of
1: House 2, the second story? Have at it, Mitch. Okay. Um... When we were speaking earlier, I referred to this movie as a buffet movie. And it is a, in a lot of ways like a buffet. You know, you go in, there's a little bit of everything. This movie is like, oh, I'm going to do uh, Jumanji, then I'm going to do Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. And then <laughs> look out, I'm going to do a swashbuckler and Indiana Jones and like Frankenstein and like your 80s sort of like joke movie and land before time with uzis like it does and like ray harryhausen's here yeah like- we could keep going forever because it, <laughs> it, it it does that and it's like it's it feels like a buffet in in that sense that the, the part of the attraction is is how much it throws at you but like a buffet that like that like an international buffet once you've kind of had it and you've, you've had enough and it keeps coming you in my experience i just felt like it was a bit too much for me um and I enjoyed a lot of things about this movie. I thought it was like funny. I thought Gramps was like an incredibly charismatic and funnily written performance and just like delightfully unexpected. And I didn't really have any knowledge of this franchise. So I didn't really know where this was going to go. And, and it did have like a lot of like things that delighted me in that, in the surprises and some of the animatronics. But and uh, you know the styles and the budgets. I mean at one point one character says, who decorated this place And you look at the set and you kind of wonder the same thing because the, the sets and the designs are fabulous. and uh, it's funny because like the house kind of I wrote took in my notes that it looks like a golden eye map from like n64 a multiplayer <laughs> map. Um, but all that is to say that it has a lot of things going for it, but I don't think like the central qualities, um, are enough to kind of make it like totally stick the landing. It feels a little bit, um, a little bit too much for me. I think I, I would have liked maybe like a second pass of like editing, but that's not what this movie is, and I don't think it's like what it sets out to be is to be like something that it does, it's not meant to have restraint or um, like reserve. And and so as a result, like I think it's just kind of all over the place. And you either like that or you don't. And for me, I liked it, but it was too much at times.
2: All right, Liam. What about you? Uh, I'm not too far off from what Mitch thinks, but I come away from the feeling not that it's too much, but actually it's too little. Um, huh? But like with with the exact same setup you had, like this movie does have all that stuff, but I felt like it was going so quickly from thing to thing, um, and that the actual weight of those things like felt kind of trivial as it was going through that it was like eating a buffet and like not being full after like it just it just didn't settle in my in my stomach um i part of it is probably just like a lot of the if you could call them subgenres or like uh themes or what, whatever you would want to say um a lot of it just like kind of isn't really my thing like this movie has a whole lot of like adventure fantasy elements in it and then it dips into a bit of like western and swashbuckling like you said Mitch and so like a lot of that stuff as it's going to those places I'm not as uh, super interested in but i do love some movies that have this buffet approach you know some movies that are like a uh, pet cemetery like i call that movie it's like a slasher movie it's a paranormal movie it's a grief drama it's uh, a living dead movie it's a creature feature like and it goes to all these places and they all just kind of hit for me and they're tied up with uh this little like thematic um narrative bow that makes the whole thing feel very fulfilling and this one didn't have it for me i thought it would as it was getting going i really liked the setup i like this cold open in the 50s and this uh big house that i know we're gonna take place in um i like the the bit of origin story i like the gramps character as well mitch um i like some of the animatronics here, some of the stop motion effects are really cute kind of evil daddy. So certainly not a movie that I didn't enjoy, but it didn't all come together for me tonally. It it felt a bit too um Kitty, like it, it kind of felt like a, an 80s kids' movie that didn't have kids in it. And Lord knows, I love a lot of kids' movies. I mean, I gave Zathura a 10 out of 10, um, but this feels more like um, sort of just a, uh, a run of the mill kids movie um made for adults as opposed to an, an outstanding kids movie made for kids or an outstanding adult movie made for adults this one it feels like a sort of um gateway to horror movie for kids um but also i don't think it is uh tied up enough to like um, have the lasting impression that it might have on other people for me so I was uh, not all the way sold on this movie it was a fun watch um, and maybe maybe the franchise is, isn't my thing I want to check out the next installment because I've heard that one is a slasher movie um, that is mostly unrelated. But even the first one, I watched it probably five years ago and I'm not too into that one either. I think I remember liking it a bit more than this um, because it is a bit more serious and the effect stuck with me more. I'm not sure if this one's lower budget, but it felt that way to me. But even that first one is more of like a zany comedy horror and that's just not always my thing. So uh, Hmm. I came away... Glad I watched this movie, but uh, not. I'm in no rush to return to this one.
1: Yeah, I think I I agree in a way as well. Like where I'm not sure if it does too much or too little. I think like like you said, it's a bit kiddie, and I feel like I'd sooner reach for like, Fright Night or something if you're looking for like your diet horror
2: than this. But anyway, Corey, what do you think? It's a mean thing to say to Fright Night. I get what he means about Fright Night. I think it's very apt.
0: I get what he means, but it's just like I feel like it's like. I
2: don't know. I don't know. Just Don't say that fright night is made for kids. Don't I'm an say fright nights
0: for pussies cuz I'm 24 years old. And it scared you? <laughs> yeah, I was horrified.
2: I was peeing my <gasps> pants in the theater. I was <laughs> I was <laughs> I was sh- I was shitting in me britches in the theater. <laughs> you could barely say that. I didn't even know how to say it. I was just laughing at the idea of Corey confessing well... to shitting his pants.
0: <laughs> well, theater. you would know. You were sitting next to me
2: i know i mean maybe you hit it well I, I did nap through some of the movie maybe you slipped away and changed yeah that's what i did um it's uh i had a good time i had a good time with this movie
0: it's a lot of fun um i kind of agree with like generally what you guys are saying where it's like uh it's a lot of things but is it doing all of them the best it could possibly do them maybe i don't really know probably not um Is it a bit of a a hodgepodge? Do I like some aspects of it more than other ones based on that hodgepodge? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I think some of it works better than others. Some of it's funnier than other parts. No, overall, I had a really good time. In fact, I did uh, DM Ben after five minutes of watching the movie. And what I said was, I have been watching for literally five and a half minutes and you're already right about House 2. So it had me from the beginning. Mm. The opening of this movie is awesome. Mm. Uh, I really like the like old couple gives away the baby very melodramatic and then there's like the reveal of a haunted ghoulish
2: cowboy man just yeah, very people. mysterious though like he's mostly in shadows i yeah. was so curious as to who the big bad like I, like that beginning was was scarier oh, than i think yeah. the rest of the movie ends up being
0: yeah i this is being described as a horror comedy can we just not can we just not it's not, it's not, not a it's horror movie else. it's just not a horror movie like it just isn't you know it's got like I think haunted marketed stuff as one. in it, but it's like, but it isn't one. Like we can see that with our eyes, right? Like I think it has elements of horror, but a, I I wouldn't I, call I, it a great horror movie. But yeah, I would call it a gay one. No, sorry. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I think some yeah, some are better than others. But like, I really enjoyed a lot of it. Um, it's a movie that's like built, I think, to hang out with. You know, and it just gets up to a bunch of like goofy bits and you just enjoy the increasing absurdity of the bits and the, the funny goofs that we're getting up to and the charisma of some of our leads here. Because I think the performances people are putting on are a really good time and you just sort of vibe with like the fun throwback effects and everything that's going on. No big complaints. It was a really good time. Uh, maybe a little... There were there were bits where I was a little bit eh on it, but I'm sure like in a crowd you just sort of like riff out for those and it's fine. Um, but yeah, no, a lot of fun stuff in here for sure.
2: So, so if you messaged Ben five minutes in and said you're right about House Two, it sounds like by the end of it you didn't come away feeling that way because he's huge on this movie. So what was it that eventually had you being like, you know, it's 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 fun, but it's not it's not big time.
0: Well, I mean, like, I don't know. Parts of it are big time. It's just the whole thing's not big time. Uh, I think it's just that, like, some of the 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 extended bits drag a bit. And yeah. I'm like, I see what the bit's doing. And, like, I get it and it's funny, but I'd like to move on. Um, Which bits did you feel dragged? Uh, Pterodactyl part. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you there. Yeah. The first bit was fine, but then the pterodactyl bit, it's like, okay, we get it. Um, the eh,
1: that might be like the worst offender, off the top of my head. Um, I thought that the buckler sequence was kind of like, eh. I, I thought I oh, thought like dang. I thought it was funny because I really liked the ca- the character of the handyman who's just, <laughs> just dude. Like, I'm the best oh there is, the best of the best, and it turns out he is. He's a real stand up guy. Helps you in a He's... sword fight.
0: So, dude, like that is the 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 standout of the movie for me might be john ratzenberger and just Mm. like that idea is so funny that's great execution is so good like it's so fucking funny that the like clueless seeming electrician is like secretly some sort of like time travel sword combat expert (laughs) like yeah just fucking awesome and and he's so
1: good the part about that, that I didn't like is how they sort of shoehorn in like a love interest there weirdly with like a sacrifice. Like that part and that whole angle and how she's just sort of brought back in the end, I'm like, yeah, fuck all this shit. But yeah, no, this movie is throwing love
2: interests around left and right. Yeah. The first
0: two show up just to leave, right? Like, it sure oh, does. That's and yeah,
2: that that's the worst part of the movie to me. I think it sets up this um two like two power couples who are gonna be walking us through this movie all of them are in this house together i'm like wow this is sweet because a lot of a lot of these house-based horror movies or comedy movies whatever you want to say um and i don't just mean in the franchise like movies that take place in a house a lot of times you've just got the one couple and they've got to figure their way around and then having two couples i was like this is going to be really cool and i think both actresses um a really charismatic really underutilized like i came in knowing that i'd love larpar lincoln from friday seven but Mm. i found that um uh what is this actress's name who did this Uh, other part
0: where did her name go where
2: is it lana amy amy Yazbik. yeah i was so impressed by her and i loved uh that's how how she got the part of the mask (laughs) um i loved her little uh storyline of like looking for the next big thing and I just, I really wanted all four of them to go through this movie together and then to do away with those two women the whole time. And then you've just got Jesse and Charlie. I thought that was, um, sucked a lot of life out of the movie and also just made it even more disappointing when they came back. Cause I was just reminded of how they were gone. And I would have liked this to be more of an ensemble movie. Cause I was getting a bit bored by just Jesse and Charlie, um, and I totally felt that when John Ratzenberger showed up, there was a bit of m- more liveliness going on. And I think uh, you could have got that liveliness all throughout it um, by having the four main characters stay and then still have him show up and just do a bit of rejigging. So I think those two characters were wasted.
0: Yeah, I I would agree with that. I think I think it would have been cool to see if there was an angle there that could have kept them around. More so, um, but yeah, you know, I do think uh, it's nice that they sort of like not compensate for that, but like I think the Gramps character is so good that at least you know, um, there's still a lot of like, but stuff between characters that they can sort of surprise you with because he's just got this like insane charisma
2: yes and i like his makeup too um yeah and cool. I, that juxtaposition of having this dude who at first when he's revealed in his coffin his face is all i don't know what you'd call it kind of like mummified like kind of decayed but like not in a gross way um but he's just you know he looks like he's been underground for a good long time and so to have it Uh, him revealed as just kind of a a nice dude um and have him do sort of a fish out of water subplot because he is uh you know jumanji style what year is it i think i think that was cool so I, i liked that that idea
0: it's also cool that um like the cemetery scene where they reveal him is so sick like, it's just a hand just starts choking him to death and he just hops out. And it's this, like, ghoul cowboy with a gun. And it's just like, holy fucking shit, man. Like, y'all are doing, getting up to some stuff. You know? Like, geez louise.
2: Yeah. That, I mean, that cemetery scene is so fun and that set is so cool. Yeah, big time. I think this movie, the promise is really good. Like, I think the first half hour of this movie is better than the rest of the movie, um, as it turns out. How'd you guys feel about the dinosaur part? I didn't really like it at all.
1: I thought that that was probably my least favorite part of the movie. And I I think it's because it's the, it's the part where they take the biggest risk in a lot of ways. Like they're, they're doing something that's like very far out there. The, the rest of the movie definitely like plays with genre, but I think that's like probably the most, um, Extreme example of it, and I, I don't think it really pays off. It feels like a bit of a detour and a sideshow. I mean, it is like I get very intentionally is that. Um, and for me, it just sort of felt like it was building to nothing really, other than like hijinks for the sake of hijinks. And, um, I don't know, I just i, yeah. I, I didn't really like it that much. I felt that, that it dragged there were like impressive the impressive effects? effects, yeah, impressive effects in that sequence for sure. Um, but I thought it was sort of like not really with any laughs or any thrills. It was just sort of like, I don't know, or kind of the ride you want to get off. Of.
2: Yeah, I, I wasn't very into it either. In fact, when that scene came up, that was kind of like the clincher for me. That was like, oh, I don't think I'm actually going to be into the rest of this <laughs> movie. Um, well, <laughs> I, I laughed at the clincher. Like the clincher. <laughs> yeah, That was workshopped as my pool name, but I... Uh... <laughs> So everything is second best when you realize the butcher can be used. <laughs> the clincher sounds like the nickname of someone who's known for like smuggling contraband into prisons. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll save it's still up for grabs. So I'll save that nickname for it's still uh, up that for person. Clinching. That's right. Oh, he's or, <laughs> or if I end up being that person, I'll I'll have that nickname. But yes, uh, have you now, been to jail? No, no, no. Uh, well, I guess we'll see. I'm still young. Yeah, you um, probably,
0: you got plenty of time to go to prison if you want.
2: <laughs> yeah, once the dinosaur thing showed up, I was just like, "This movie is kind of just not that it's going far away from what I thought it would be. It's just that the tone of it, like, it's it's just." very comedic and goofy and like it it feels like uh like an ace ventura movie or something um and of course i i ended up liking ace ventura but that's because it had all this you know jim carrey comedy and all that stuff but just it's not i don't want to see like those set pieces in in this movie i guess it's just not what i was into and uh then the fallout of that like as we start getting um the the effects you know like the 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 old dog caterpillar um it's just like cool effect weird it's just
0: my biggest thing with that it's like it's cool it's funny it's just like but like why 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 yeah he just sort of hangs out with grandpa and like your baby bottle pops some beer into that dog but it's just like i wanted payoff with the dog i wanted the dog to like punch somebody in the face or something you know
2: i think so too and i and i even though the effect like looks all right this little animatronic animatronic dog caterpillar i think that it it just it doesn't do enough both in terms of writing like and in terms of the effects and it ends up feeling quite boring to me um, it's there just to be cute <laughs> yeah yeah it, like it, it feels it feels like it. um teenage mutant ninja turtles stuff like teenage like tmnt3 to me is what it feels like <laughs> Not the first Damn. one. It, it feels like TMNT3, where the it's just one. like an effect, and it seems like it's just trying to appeal to kids. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, let me see if I am mistaken before I... Uh... Is it like what company did the effects? Yes. but Well, yes. Is it Dream Quest or whatever it was? No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Chris Wallace. Um, I recognize that name. He did the effects for uh, The Fly. And The Fly 2. Um, in fact, he, oh. di- he directed The Fly 2, my man. I love The Fly 2. I love The Fly as well. But I love The Fly 2. And I love the effects in those movies. Um, and those movies like feel like the there's something for the effects to do. This movie, it didn't feel like that. Um, and so some of these effects, these practical effects just pop up. And nothing really happens with them. And then they go away. And so I can't even say like watch this movie for the effect, even though it's done by the fly guy, because it just didn't feel like it. It had the punch of those movies. Um, so, yeah, I was kind of I was kind of out from that from the dinosaur point on, to be honest with you. I don't
0: think I was like that far out once that happened, but. It definitely didn't like hit as hard as it could have, but I will say um, it's extremely cool how they bring it back to the house when he falls out of that tree and they fall through the floor of the house into the basement. That is cool. That is such yeah. a smart idea. They um, have
1: lots of decisions like that that kind of like play with dimensions and space yeah, they're really s- that handling direction.
0: their gimmick really intelligently with these yeah. like
1: door portals, dortals. Um The house is kind of like a. Like a fun house, almost in a way that, like, in a a cosmic capacity.
0: That's what Um, they called the movie originally. Actually, the fun house,
2: fun house house too, in a cosmic capacity. (laughs) Um, yeah, I like the concept of that too. I mean, honestly, not dissimilar from Zathura. You wouldn't know it if you didn't see that movie. But that movie basically just it takes place in the house, you know. But uh, goes to all sorts of wild places. Um, Space. It does go to space. Yeah, the. (laughs) (laughs) I like that idea I like uh, like when John Ratzenberg's character shows up and like he's helping them go through this wall and he's like "You gotta watch out there's there's some there looks like there's some sort of alternate universe in there or something. And then like 10 seconds later, he, he goes, I don't know, guys, looks like that's an alternate dimension in there or something. I don't know if, I don't know if they meant to cut one of those lines out or what, but... Uh. I think
0: it's funnier that he <laughs> says it twice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do, I love that idea of him just being so casual about it. And that's sort of what the movie is to... to uh, To just say a phrase like it it goes to these wild places but it's very casual about it both in terms of how the characters react and also like how the um wild places it goes are presented you know like in other movies um i think it would feel much more distinct all these places they go to whereas this one it feel it i all The whole time, I still kind. It's so quick, and it like it feels like I'm in the same place. Like I never, I never really felt like I was like in in a different world. Uh, It all felt very much of the same cloth, even though on paper it is it is not.
0: I also think the opening of the movie promises a bit more stylistic flourish than we get in the end, which was a bit of a bummer. Like I feel like the lighting in the mood set in that opening with like. there's some really like sort of like stark shadows and there's the part where they're walking through the hallway. And I know it's cause they're trying to set a specific tone that doesn't really come back later. Like the goals are a bit different, but uh, I like how when they're walking, trying to find the, the cowboy ghoul, at the beginning and it's like, it lights um, her face first because of just how the light is streamed through the hallway. And then her face goes dark. And then like the husband's face lights up again. And then it goes dark and they go into that room and that stuff that we get a little bit more like when they have that stained glass window in the main foyer that's got all the like, I guess, Aztec inspired like columns in and stuff. It all looks really neat, but I feel like there was a suggestion of like moodiness that never really came back. That's something that I feel like a movie like Fright Night actually holds on to better.
2: Generally speaking, like that sort of stylistic i totally agree Corey. um mm-hmm. i think that's that's sort of what this movie comes down to it's just like all the way through it just doesn't feel like it is made by someone with that's like just capable of wielding all these things together i mean i don't know uh well, i guess the I ideas
0: are there but the, yeah the execution is hit or miss
2: yeah, like this guy, Ethan Wiley, right, like like we said, he went on to do Children of the Corn 5, which none of us were all that big on. Um, well, there were things we liked about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but i guess i guess i'm just saying that like maybe that's just the difference between a director like ethan wiley you know who does who who did some of these movies and then someone like uh, tom holland who did child's play and fright night you know it's it's just you can just kind of feel it um throughout the movie and this movie just doesn't have the sticking material it 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 kind of feels like children of the corn five to me where like it has stuff i liked in it but Damn. but it's it's kind of disposable
0: i'm not that down on it i don't like i want to give this movie a little bit more of its flowers than
2: that sentence sounds like we're giving it i like children <laughs> of the corn five though go back and listen it's it's i'm not getting down on it that much yeah
0: no um One one thing that's funny uh when gramps and charlie go out drinking and driving um and <laughs> what i'm not done the sentence
1: just yet just saying, one thing that's funny is i am <laughs> not done charlie... the sentence
2: yet that's just what had happened i like so when they hit that dude and they don't stop <laughs> um no but
0: he talks about his alfa romeo um being really cool because it has a zero to 60 time of 7.3 seconds which is like super slow it was the '80s. Like, yeah, like it was fast at the time, but it's like that's like nothing. <laughs> like that's like, I
1: mean, I there's, guess it's faster than like a horse, but like, <laughs> but there's go karts that can do like zero to sixty and like, yeah, shit's fucking crazy. Small, like, yeah. like there are like
0: there are like mod You can get like a pickup truck that's been modified enough to do like zero to sixty in like two seconds. Yeah. Like, anyway, that made me laugh. Um, but Gramps was from like horse times, so like I guess it would have been cool. Uh, I that sounds cool i didn't really pick up on speaking that. of horse times skeleton horse pretty sick
2: yeah it was uh <laughs> it sounds cool Corey. it sounds really cool <laughs> it's <is> cool I, <laughs> I mean they don't do a lot with it but it looks cool <laughs> yeah i guess so man i guess so are we out of stuff <laughs> to say
1: I mean, there's so much... I'm getting the impression that we could, we're out of stuff to say. There's so much stuff we could talk about, but I'm just like... It's one, one of those movies that we always sort of seem to do on the show where it's like a bit movie. You know? There are good bits, though, like
0: when they say there's no way Rochelle is in this closet because we hid an old man in here who's been turned into a cowboy ghoul. Uh-oh, she is in the closet. How yeah. did that happen? So <laughs> Bill Moore is stealing hurtful. my wife, that motherfucker. It was the Cosmic
1: um, Funhouse that did it.
0: It was the cosmic fun house that did it. I like that. That bit was cute.
1: Mm-hmm. You could say that about a lot of the movie. Gramps at the at the Halloween party. Fun time. Yeah, trying to talk about a problematic age gap. Yeah. Dude's <laughs> 170 years old or something. <laughs> yeah.
2: He looks good, though. He looks good for his age. He,
1: he doesn't look a day over like 145. <laughs> yeah. You could talk about robbing the cradle, but they robbed the grave. Alameo, <laughs> <laughs> <LMAO>. um,
0: <laughs> there's your breakfast update. It's you digging a hole. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> in your yard. Um, I would say people should check it out. It's a fun time. I think especially if you can watch it with people, you're really going to enjoy it. There's some good bits in here. The effects are really cool, especially the more throwback ones. I think all the performances are good. The production design's fun. There's some cool style moments. The house is neat. John Ratzenberger's based. But like, you know, your mileage may vary depending on how interested in bits and stuff is like. Um you know, hit or miss, but overall,
2: yeah. Um, my final thoughts would be to listen to Corey's final thoughts, and if they resonate with you, do what he said. Um, because you know I, f- I feel so bad saying something like uh, there are other movies that do this better because it, it is all it is all subjective. But they for don't me, have a caterpillar dog. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's one stop um, shopping. Um uh, but for me um there are there are other movies that just that scratch this kitchen sink adventure kid movie bit itch better. Huh? Um, bitch bit itch huh? <laughs> Bit Pardon? itch. There's a there's another extra I in there. Bit itch.
0: Bit itch is my favorite flying game that
1: wizards play. I, I like to cook with bitage, but I find once you put it in the pan, it all just sort of wilts right down, and you put so much in, and there's... Like, I don't know what joke you're making. What is this? I'm talking about spinach. Spinach. Spinach.
0: I genuinely didn't know. I was really, I was really confused.
2: So you, just, so you just cut the man in the middle to be like, yo, let me know. <laughs> I wanted to know what he was talking about. I wanted to enjoy the bit. Too. So now are you going to let him continue or what? <laughs> if he wants. Yeah. yeah.
1: So my final thoughts is you should never follow and do anything that Corey says. So I'm playing <laughs> against Liam. Um, never do anything Corey says. I'll repeat myself just so it's, it's very clear. Um... Yeah, <laughs> wow. That's, okay. that's
2: all I'm gonna say. Yeah. I, I don't care what you do as long as it's not what Corey says. Yeah, because Mitch has given you no suggestions. You're <laughs> you're on your own from that point. Don't do anything I wouldn't do, or that don't, I would do. That's right. <laughs> pretty wide margin.
0: Do what Liam would do. So Liam, yeah. Last week, uh, when I had about. 80 minutes or so to try to pick a movie <laughs> yeah um that process ended with you saying that you thought you knew what i was going to say which was famously not house to the second story and that
2: you were going to pick it is that correct is that a fair assessment i'm pretty sure it's correct is that part in the episode in normal speed or is that in the fast forward bit? Will people have to slow it down 600% to hear that part? It's more than 600. I just slow down a lot. Uh, I think it's in it. But if it's
0: not, listener, that's what happened.
2: Yes, yeah. Corey, (laughs) well, yeah. So Corey, when it was his pick, he was struggling, which already surprised me because I thought I really thought he would be locked and loaded with what I planned to pick, and that wasn't the case. And then he ended up with House 2, which was not what I was going to pick. Yeah. and but so now cor- you have to you have to really pay this one off. I guess I do. I guess I can't shrug Atlas at this point, right? And I can't. Were you actually gonna again? Hell no! Fuck! Thank God. <laughs> I'm here, nervous. No, no, no! It's Sweat on the. If William Genero makes us do it one day, I guess I'll have to. But otherwise, I have no plans to ever see that movie in my Fucking life. Fucking William Genero, dude. <laughs> Bruh. So do you want me to do it, Corey? Oh, yeah. Have you had any epiphanies over the week where you're like, oh, no, that I'm... must be what he was talking about?
0: No, I still have absolutely no fucking idea.
2: What about you, Mitch? Do you have any idea where where my brain was? Where my head's at? Oh, I, I, I never do. Um... <laughs> okay. So where my head is at is that uh, unlike Corey, I have uh, planned out the end of our season um, and the way it's gonna work here. And this is my last pick. That sounded mean, Corey. It, it, it wasn't meant to be as mean. I mean, as I it didn't do that, and you did, so <laughs> it is unlike me. I guess so. <laughs> it's a factually correct statement. Sometimes, else. sometimes facts can be mean, though. Um, but I, I did. That's the ca- way of the road, baby. That's life. <laughs> I calendared out the way our picks are gonna work, and uh, the house two was Corey's last pick of this season before we finish it off with a top ten episode, and then start in the new year um, the new podcast year the new fiscal year yeah it's a different calendar yeah. uh, and this is gonna be my last pick for season three so this is this movie will be in contention for our top 10 episode that we're gonna do in a few weeks mm. and then we'll be on to a new set so I I wanted to uh, take this last pick seriously it's also why I picked the blob uh, a couple weeks ago because I, yeah. I I knew if that this movie ends with was you good. just saying
0: Atlas Shrugged 2
1: again
2: anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and just you just pretended you didn't know about it because oh you've done that before. Gosh. I'll be so mad. It's true. It's true. Um, and so I, I want to get this in. Uh, it would feel wrong to finish the season without doing this movie. Um, and that is why we're going to oh, do I, think I know what it is scream five yeah like right as you
0: said it would feel wrong if we didn't do it like as soon as you said that i was like oh i know what it is
2: (laughs) um yeah shout out to uh shane shout out to shane who uh emailed us and said he's still waiting for the scream review uh i've been waiting as well we weren't able to get to the theater so we just needed it to uh be out and accessible to all of us um and it should be now. Mitch, you can probably bootleg it somewhere if you don't want to pay. Um, but it's also out uh, to stream places. Um, sorry, I just outed Mitch out as a criminal. You're going to have to become the clincher, Mitch, one of these days if I keep doing that. If um, you
0: get a one-week trial to Paramount Plus via Amazon Prime
2: Video, you can watch it for free.
1: Interesting. Well, yeah, we'll see. You heard it we'll here see first. what I do. Mm-hmm. So sc-
2: scream five, aka just scream, just scream. Uh, we're we're gonna do it, uh, and we're gonna see what happens. I'm really excited to revisit the movie because I've only seen
0: it the one theater trip that I took, um, and I remember being pretty high on it. So I'm curious to see if that continues to track. I can't believe yeah, this does feel really obvious now. Like right as you were building it up, my brain started going that way. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah no
2: definitely feels like an obvious thing yeah I now. thought I thought for sure after we got Shane's email otherwise I I would have been like yeah I mean we haven't picked it for so long why would Corey pick it now but after no, well, that's you, still you how showed I was thinking about it, email, I was like oh Corey has got to get this in for Shane Corey loves the listeners I mean I do that was where Power Rangers came from uh, but like uh, by the way
0: Krispy Kreme maybe an update coming soon on that I don't know um, but uh I figured we would get to it early in the next season, to be completely honest with you. Mm. I figured it was going to go like Texas Chainsaw that. So
2: uh, But we're getting to it early, relatively speaking. Yeah. So I think the way this is going to work now, listeners, is uh, we're going to do the Scream episode. Then we're going to do our special season finale movie. Um which won't be any one of our picks. We're going to collaborate and we'll get something special out for you in the vein of Buckaroo Bonsai, in the vein of Unmasked Part 25. Um, have we just done two of those or is there a third one? Just two. Yeah. So We've no, only uh,
0: done two seasons. So Oh. So, Wait. No. Uh, you is said the no. Third
2: that's what you've been telling me. It's the third season. I'm an idiot. But we've only done it twice. Fair enough. Well, we're going we're to keep doing it. We like it, and then it will be the grand finale top 10 episode. We'll talk about all the movies we've watched since our last top 10 episode, and we're doing that because it is uh, the anniversary of when Corey and I started this podcast. The first episode came out July 31st, so uh, the top 10 episode will be the last week of July, and then, of course, we'll kick off um, season 4, year 4, with... Uh, tradition you got you you guys know what it is that's right yeah no this will be that'll be fun it's a lot of fun coming up on the episode this is my favorite time of year it's like christmas in july it's nice it's real nice
0: all right mitch uh do you want to plug anything before we
1: go Uh, the house dinosaurs
0: (laughs) (laughs) dinosaurs
1: dinosaurs
0: Madonna okay breakfast
2: way before Nirvana it's true famously
0: um but yeah Liam do you have anything you'd like to plug
2: I got a film writing alter ego Graham the haunted marshmallow on Twitter and letterboxd my username is Graham the malo you can follow along with me there see because what I'm up it's an, to an alter ego um do you ever disagree with him yeah um <laughs> I mean some it's a constant battle really uh you know i've been thinking a lot about that movie everything everywhere all at once lately yeah um and what graham the malo gave it and you know, as time passes it sort of lives differently in my head and so sometimes i'm like should i go back and change what graham said or do i gotta what stick did graham by say? It? Can you remind us graham graham gave that one an eight out of ten okay and you're thinking less I'm thinking a bit less I'm thinking a bit less yeah like a seven okay but I gotta be fair to Graham, um, and maybe Graham will catch up to me after I watch the movie again. Maybe we'll be on the same page once again. We'll see.
0: We shall see. Interesting figure. I don't know if that had ever come up. So I figured, why
2: not? Why not get a little peek inside the the mind? That's right. Yeah. If you're if you're not, uh, if no one wants to actually go to the Graham the Malo letterbox page, I can just I can give you a sneak peek uh, every week on the podcast. Um, I gave the the black phone a seven out of ten. There's that for there you. There you go. Which uh, also, kind of the reverse, everything, everywhere all at once, where I'm like, should that have been an 8 out of 10? But there's only s- one reality. Stick by a 7 right now.
0: There you go. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd, at Mr. Corey Price. You can listen to the two other podcasts that I do. One of them about Mortal Kombat, ephemera of various descriptions, called MK Podcast with our friend Neil. The other is called Strat2, like the word strategy. It's about F1 with uh, our friend Callum. Uh MK Podquest will have a new episode tomorrow. Uh Strat2 will have a new episode eventually. <laughs> and you can find those all on Twitter and all your podcast services and all that. Jazz. Um and with that sorted, with that handled, with that door closed, with the crystal skull returned. Uh, thank you all once again for listening to this episode of They Made Another One. You can find us all over the internet on Twitter at They Made Another, which is all one word and on Letterboxd that TMAO. You can find episodes on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Breaker, probably some other ones I don't even know about as They Made Another One. You can reach us via email like Shane did at TMAOpodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com with recommendations for future episodes. We will take you up on those. Questions, comments, and what dimension you think another house movie should go to maybe they go to space like zathura maybe our fantastic thumbnail art is done by jay dickinson you can find on instagram at jade sketches and with all that out of the way we are finally getting to scream five next week and they made another one